Welcome to the Rain in Threes podcast with Alan Ray and Mike O'Connell. Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of Rain in Threes. I am your host, Mike O'Connell, here with Villanova basketball legend, Alan Ray. A. Ray and I tonight have a special guest for you, and that is 2018 national champion, 2022 South Regional Most Outstanding Player, and now Houston Rocket forward, Jermaine Samuels. Mano, what is going on tonight, my guy? Real appreciate you coming on. Hey, man. Anytime, man. I appreciate y'all for having me. What up, Mano? What up, Mano? Good to have you here. We excited to have you on here. You know, let's let's get right into it. Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, basically... Same, you probably got this question a, a whole bunch, but I think it's kind of important to for like the young guys to hear this and kind of understand like what that grind is like and kind of when other players kind of fell in love with the game. So just want to know like at what age did you fall in love with the game? Like for me, I probably was about six, seven years old. I used to go to the park with my pops and he used to play pickup. And I used to be on the on the side watching him play and trying to mimic everything. Going home, watching Nick games. And I guess I can say like at that young age of like seven, I fell in love with the game and knew like this is what I wanted to do. So I want to ask you that question. When did you feel, when did you know like this is what you wanted to do? Like when you fell in love with the game? I would probably say, honestly, since I came out the womb, I mean, that's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> Since I was a kid, like a baby, like my parents could show you photos. I'm, I have even have some photos of me since I was a kid, like breaking little, little tykes to Fisher prices. Mm-hmm. And probably, I think I was like four, five or four, five or six. I was playing with the older kids in like yeah. the, the rec league and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And from then on, I, I think it probably really kicked in probably like fifth, sixth grade. It was when like the AU really started. Yeah, but from then on, I didn't I didn't play any other sports until then. Seriously, competitively, that's the only sport I've ever played. Okay, so like now at that point, you know you want to play. So the next part is that grind. Like what 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 did you do for your grind? Like how did you make sacrifices to get like where you're at today? Honestly, that grind really didn't start until I got to college. I would say. From middle school and high school, I was playing against the best competition because I was on some of the best AAU teams. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go around, you play against the best guys around the country. And, you know, that athleticism, you know, that level, you kind of surpass, you know where you're at, you compete. Yeah. But that grind probably really didn't kick in until I got to Villanova. Okay. All right, so all right, when I mean like that grind is like, did you did you like start putting work in by yourself a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Going to parks, going to gyms, like stuff like that. Anywhere I can get it. Anyway. Anywhere I can get into a gym, anytime I could work out. I was really a gym right gym rat, you know, getting shots after practice, trying to show up before practice. It was just I don't know, it was something about basketball that it just always had me. And yeah. Nothing else mattered. Yeah. Nothing else really mattered. So now I I know how you feel, man. I know exactly how you feel. You got something to see? Yeah, absolutely, man. And and just to, to, to piggyback off that, Mano, when you were uh, at the River School in Weston, Mass, oh, you were getting recruited by Coach Wright, Coach Bill Self, uh, uh, you know, guys, at Coach K at Duke, Tennessee, Arizona State. So you were getting a lot of looks from a lot of serious big-time programs at the Division One level. What was it like to get recruited to play at Villanova specifically and I mean, you you just committed a few months after Jenkins hit the three to beat Carolina in the 2016 championship. So you were kind of right in that sweet spot. But I wanted to to kind of get your perspective on how you were as a recruit dealing with Coach Wright and Villanova. Um, so it's crazy story. I I don't even really tell people this, but my sophomore year, uh, we had an EYBL game um, down in Virginia at Blue Williams, and I played probably the worst game I could have played. <laughs> That day, I had like five points. I was crazy, crazy. Show sure you had like ten rebounds though. Probably, probably. I don't even know. I was just, I was just trying my best. We were, 
Dude, that other team, <laughs> they had some dudes that are like are still in the NBA today. And I got this, I got a Villanova offer. I was like, I don't even know where it's at. Never really heard of it. And then, you know, fast forward, they're recruiting me heavy. I'm talking Coach Wright, Coach Ash, Baker, Neptune, everybody you could think of. They're, you know, they're coming to see me. The phone calls, like, it was nonstop. I was like, damn, out of all the schools, this school is, like, showing me the most love. It was like they they needed me in the worst way. And um, they just never stopped. I'm, I'm talking, like, they came in summertime, came to a couple of my games in high school, like, going out of their way from all the way down to Philly to come all the way up to Massachusetts at random times, like during my school day, <laughs> like it was like, it was like, I was like, damn, they're really showing a lot of love. Like never, no other school's done this. So I was like, and it's some, something's right about this. Something feels good about this. Same thing with me, man. Like coach, coach Jones was one of the assistant coaches at the time, came all the way to the Bronx was like in the the playground with me shooting. I, I trust me, like my friends are sitting on the side because I told all of them, I was like, my college coach coming. So I wanted to make sure they was in a park or whatever the case may be. <laughs> but he was there. We was in there in a the park shooting. And I was just like, man, they have no no other coaches that have done this. There's no other um program that's like showing me this much love. It kind of was a was an easy decision for me. So I definitely feel you on that. I do. Crazy part is I also, a lot of people don't know this either. I also had knee surgery at the time in between my commitment and the first offer, the offer from them. And they still came and saw me. I was, I didn't, I was like fresh out of surgery. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. So that's. Yeah. I did read that. I read that uh, you had a, a, a injury in high school. Me too, bro. I, uh, I broke my foot and it was crazy. I broke my foot my senior year and this was uh. I had just committed to Villanova and I was like, man, I don't know if I'm be able to keep my scholarship. Yeah. Thing the same thing. Yeah. Coach Wright was just like, don't worry about it. He was like, <laughs> we, we want you A-Ray. You know how coach Wright is. Yeah. 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 Like, so I, I, I could feel you on that one. All right. Um, I do got another t uh, question for you. Let's uh, fast forward a little bit to um, the tournament 2022, that final four run. Like I want to know what was you guys' mindset going into that uh, into that tourney run, and with the team and especially with you, because uh, you went in the whole month of March that year, you you was thirty four percent from three, sixty from two, you was eighty nine from the line, and you scored one hundred and twenty seven points. So obviously something clicked, something clicked with you guys and especially with you going into that that tournament and going into that march is there anything that you remember that kind of clicked for you guys or anything that coach Wright said anything that the team like the feeling because you guys came out different y'all was a different team from from the, the, the beginning of the year so something something clicked um what was it i think honestly a lot of it was just Dude, with like Colin, you know, me, Justin, obviously leading the forefront. And it was just our refusal to like lay down or go home. Like we came this far. And me specifically, I just remember all the way from the beginning of Big East, all the way up into the tournament, every single game, I could not sleep. I was like, this is my last year. Every game matters. I'm I'm telling you, I'm on edge. I like three hours of sleep, sweating in my sleep. I'm like, this could really be it. So like every single game, I was just going into it like, I mean, that's all or nothing. Like at least if I'm gonna go out, it's gonna be on my on our terms, my terms. And I knew I had Colin, Justin, Eric, Slate, Caleb, like whole whole staff behind me. Everybody's behind each other. So, you know, I wasn't, I was, yeah, I was, I was anxious for sure. But <laughs> I think it was just the desperation of just you know just making sure no team out toughed us or outplayed us. For our final game, yeah. Now, I I definitely remember that, and uh, I mean, it just it just shows a lot about like how how you put that work in. Oh yeah, I used to talk to Coach Wright all the time, and Coach Wright used to always tell me he's like Jermaine just doesn't know like how he good how good he is, or like how how good he could be, and the way you played in that tournament and in that March showed what like Coach Wright was saying. 
And I believe the same thing too, man. Like I, I'm a big fan of yours, and you know, I really, I really was 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 happy for you when I seen the way you was playing. Like I know you could play like that all the time, and it, it, it's showing now. You with the Houston Rockets? You didn't put your grind in. You've been putting your time in. So I'm definitely, definitely proud of you in that area. And uh, I think uh, you really set the example for that team, that tournament. They don't go. They don't. Y'all don't go to the Final Four without you playing like that. That's just my opinion. <laughs> I know. I appreciate that. It wasn't easy for sure. It was. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys had impressive wins against Delaware, Ohio State, Michigan, and Houston. And you talk about toughness that Houston game was just a rock fight right Kelvin Sampson had those guys dialed in but I mean it was just all defense it was a backyard brawl and was that the game you probably you you couldn't sleep the least about because everyone was picking Houston everyone was like this this is it whoever whoever wins this game is going to give Kansas a fight next round and that was a war yeah no I that was probably the night where I really couldn't sleep and I, and it wasn't just because like I could go home, but I was just like, my body is about to go through so much because everybody knows the way Houston plays is two guards and then three dudes who are going up the glass every single time. It's not even at that point. I'm not thinking about scoring. I ain't thinking about, you know, what, I'm just like, I got to grab boards. Like yeah. this is going to be the game where it's just like, it's all or nothing. So <laughs> just thinking about it now, like, yeah. After that game, my gosh, bro. Um, but yeah, no, that was definitely the game. Yeah, no doubt. I, I felt like a, you, you got through a football game rather than a battle game after playing Houston. So, but I mean, so you talked about a lot of your teammates that year, but since you were a, a young freshman, you you won a national championship. You watched all these guys then elevate into the NBA after their great careers as Wildcats, but. You know, what were your, some of your favorite memories with those upperclassmen in particular? Honestly, it was the practices. Um, you know, besides, you know, the leadership and, you know, guys, you know, taking you under your wing like Mikhail, you know, Jalen, Dante, all those guys, those practices were insane. Like, to the point where I couldn't even be on the floor because they were just destroying me. Like, <laughs> and the, like, Coach Ray used to get mad. I was like, you guys make it, so, make it look so easy scoring on each other. And I'm, like, really thinking, like, Yo, these dudes are just that nice. Like, exactly. Like, these dudes are just that nice. Like, bro, dunking on each other. You whatever you whatever you could think of that they're doing now, it was happening on a daily basis. And it was just insane. Like, I I couldn't even handle it. I really couldn't. <laughs> Same here. I said, but like Coach Ray, like, I'm guarding Randy Foyd <laughs> and Kyle Lowry. Like, I'm not gonna stop them from scoring or getting anywhere on the court. I can just make it hard for them. Yeah, literally. That's the best you could do some sometimes. Yeah. I, I couldn't couldn't do it. Not every not every single day. Like going up against Randy every single day. Like that was that was tough, but it definitely got me better. For sure. And going at him, I, I, I definitely got him better too. You know, that's the that's the motto at, at Nova. For sure. All right. Uh being in the G League this year had a good year. Average eighteen points. Like, how how was your time in the G League this year after coming out of after coming out of Villanova? Um, it was interesting. Um, it just goes to show like how much a season can fluctuate, like ups and downs. Like, you go from playing one position to the next. You go from guys being out and your role stepping up to having all the guys back. Two ways, dudes get moved up. Like, new dudes come on the team. Trades happen. It's just like. And then all you can really control is the work. And luckily, I had some great teammates, man. Like, great guys. I had a veteran team, basically. They basically showed me the ropes, showed me how to play. A whole entirely new system of playing basketball. Because, you know, at Nova, we pretty much walk it up, depending on years. We either walk it up or we're blowing it up the floor. And our team was number one in pace. So, <laughs> we were just walking <laughs> up the floor, like, every single possession. And it's, you know, size how athletic dudes are, the IQ is a whole different ball game than college. How how you like to play? You like to play up tempo or you like to slow the game down? Up tempo now. Uh, predictability of it, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... So so when I was at Nova, we didn't really play we didn't play so slow sometimes, but we were kind of like up and down. We were small, small team and fast team. 
But that going back to that game against Houston, that that game right there was so like meticulous with mm-hmm. the game plan. Like I was just sitting there and you could just see you could see like Coach Wright going at it with the other coach and then like you guys, like everybody was sticking to the game plan. Like it yeah. was it, it was only a little bit of a few mistakes. That 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 game was really impressive as well. But uh yeah, just like the the details and stuff like that. Is it's kind of different. I feel like at Villanova, the detail is more pronounced than it was when I was playing pro. For sure. Like I got to Europe and guys is driving ball side and I'm and they're telling me like to help. I'm like, nah, I'm not local. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like, nah. And coach getting mad at me, like, no, you need to help. I'm like, coach, like this is a shooter right here. Like, All right, I'm gonna help. Yeah. But it's 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 definitely different. Villanova is real, real detailed. Yeah. Some of that stuff doesn't leave you either. Like all the all the habits, and I know it's cliche and you know, the whole Villanova thing, but a lot of it's still today. It just it's just instinctual and yeah. you can't help it. Yeah, so. if you if you didn't pay attention at Vill- like if you paid attention at Nova while you was there, like you groomed, like you can be a coach. Literally. Like, everybody can be a coach, all the players. Like you learn that much. Literally that much. I agree with you 100%. So, uh, Jermaine, did you guys know that Coach Wright was on his way out when you were on your tournament run in, in 22? No, I honestly didn't. I thought he had a few more years left, but I could I could tell that he was still like, you know, the times are starting to change a little bit, you know, NIL coming, the transfer portal, right, things like that. You could tell that it was kind of like, I wouldn't say affecting him because he was all in on NIL and our team and you know, whatever it took for us to, you know, be satisfied and be happy as, as a group, as a unit. But no, that, it was definitely a shock. And I know he didn't mean for that to go public before he told us himself, but it kind of seemed like, you know, basketball, the whole situation of college basketball was starting to wear on him. And I honestly respect his decision and how he went about it. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And now with coach Neptune taking over for coach, Wright. Uh, Coach Wright, obviously, still very much involved with the program. And what I've been hearing is that during practice, when when Coach Wright is there, Neptune is the bad cop, and Coach Wright is the good cop. Is that is that something similar to how you what when you were at, at Bonoba? Uh, I don't know if there was ever a good cop, bad cop in inspiration. <laughs> while I don't know if everybody was on the same page, but okay, yeah. Now now Coach Wright's on on the chill side. You know, he's okay. That's that's Neff's job now. Coach Wright is super chill. Like he's so chill, it just make me mad. Like, <laughs> why are you so chill right now? He yeah, need nah. you like this when I was playing. Yeah, no, nah, he's totally. No, nah, I wouldn't say totally different, but it's different now. Nah, he's different, bro. When I talk to him, when I see him, he's different. Different, <laughs> a little different. different. But it's good though. It's a it's it's a good difference for sure. Yeah, but it's twenty years in. He's or more probably. Yeah, he's probably good. He's probably good on. <laughs> and uh, and Jermaine with uh, with Coach Neptune at, with your time at Villanova, what was your team relationship and personal relationship like with him uh, when you were there? So Nep was the he, Nep pushed me to the brink to the point where I didn't realize he was really just trying to get me better. Like, I, that's how naive and young I was. And how he challenged me in every single scenario possible. And I think that's what I love about Nep the most, is that he's going to try to bring it out of you one way or another. And he's just always about getting better and doing everything, you know, physically and um, going 100% at all times. But, you know, when that ball drops, Nep's the coolest dude. <laughs> like, one of the coolest dudes you could talk to. Hilarious, too, by the way, if you ever have a conversation. <laughs> Hilarious dude. Coach Nep. What you thinking about Nova Knicks? How you feel about all them guys being over there, man? Hey, man, I love it. That's just great for the culture, great for the program. Not only that, but great for them, man. Like, playing with your former college teammates. That don't really happen that much. don't happen at all. Kentucky, not even. Kentucky or Duke or something like that. Yeah. But like to be able to do that, man, like Loki got a jealous. Like <laughs> this is but this is what y'all doing, man. This is what y'all this is what you guys are doing. Yeah, guys putting in that work and then like getting opportunities like this. Like this is this is great for Villanova basketball. Great. 
I, I think is even for the guys that you know that are still there now, like it just goes to show, like, shoot, I mean, we're all over the place. We're not even just in one place. Some dudes are on other teams. You still got Kyle, mm-hmm. you know, well, Collins on the Nuggets. Dudes are everywhere. So yeah, you said that like Kyle was old or something. Talk about we still got Kyle. <laughs> I knew that was coming, A-Ran. Where Kyle finds me and goes right at me when he sees me. <laughs> Kyle, right? Yeah, literally. I already know how you get. Now, nah, trust me, Kyle's still a little kid. He, he <laughs> old, but he's still a little kid. I believe it. I, I don't want to find out. And, and Mano, you'll be playing with uh, with Cam Whitmore a little bit, too, in Houston. So, I mean, that's got to be exciting as well in terms of keeping uh, the Wildcat connection alive. Very, man. Having, being able to spend time with them, especially on the court, man, that dude is gifted. And <laughs> just like gifted, man. And athleticism, raw shot making ability, you know, his will to compete. It's going to be scary. I think once he figures out, you know, the game and everything like that, the IQ part, I think it's going to be scary. Yeah, I've seen it this year. Like you could see, you could see like the glimpses, the flashes. Dude is definitely super athletic. Uh, um, if if he could if he could have got up up and down the court more this year, mm-hmm. it would have been real good for him. But uh, yeah, in the NBA, is more space. He's gonna be able to show his athleticism. I definitely can't wait to see that. Shut up, shut up, all of those those haters, bro. I can't wait. I I think it's gonna be great for him, man. Yeah, he need he he needs it. With all that talk that was going on this summer about him, so and and I'm happy he got that uh. MVP to it this summer. That was that was big. It was for sure. And uh, Jermaine, so you obviously talked about a lot of guys that uh, you know you played with at Villanova that are now in the NBA. Do you keep in touch with a lot of those guys? I mean, I know you're probably still keeping in touch with Colin and guys you play with, but what about some of the older guys as well? Yeah. So the guys in my class, you know, Jeremiah, Colin, Sadiq, yeah, yeah. The, those dudes, but probably older than probably one I talked to the most, or two dudes I talked to the most is definitely Mikhail and Phil Booth. Um, and then you know, I talked to Eric here and there, Jalen here and there, Dante here and there, but for the most part, probably on a consistent basis, it's probably Mikhail and, and Phil that I talked to the most. And uh, when it comes to the incoming transfers for this year's team. Have you talked to those those guys at all? Have you heard much about them and how they're gonna how they've been looking so far in the the preseason? Yeah, man, I was uh, fortunate enough to come back this summer and get ready with them. Like I spent the last what week and a half uh, there before I went out to summer league. That's right. And I think the guys that they got that they got right now, I think it's gonna be night and day coming into this year. That's what <laughs> I'm saying, bro. The pieces fit, bro. Like, just trust me. You got Lance back there. You got Hawk. You got TJ. You know, all those dudes are bought in, bro. Uh, Tyler, all those dudes are bought in. Then you got Justin that's still there. You got Eric that's still there. You got Mark. Like, I think Nova should be excited. What would you say? What would you say to the fans out there that's worried about the team gelling and like having chemistry? I would say don't worry about that at all. These dudes have been together all summer. Some of these dudes spent some time together outside of when they had to be there. Uh, what was that the summer session? Some of those dudes spent time together, and they all they all know what it is. They're older guys. Like that's what it's about is the connectivity on the court, and they all want to win, and that's the most important part. You heard it right here. <laughs> like man, he's saying the same thing. Oh, those practices are competitive, bro. When I was there, and I was watching. They they go they go hard, bro. I'm with you, Mano. I, I agree with you. I, I agree with everything you're saying, and especially with them being older, having experience. I think that's going to help them a lot with like when it comes to chemistry and 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 gelling. So I'm I'm with you on that. The only thing is for me, Mark Armstrong. I want to see. I just want to see where he fit in at. I mean, I know he fits in, but just where? Because we like you said, we we loaded to share. And like I'm a big Mark Armstrong fan too, so I wanna I wanna I wanna see him get his opportunity as well. I think he will. I think yeah. he's gonna shine. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And uh Jermaine, just a couple more questions to to wrap up here. Uh what was your favorite uniform that you played in while at Villanova? I would say 
it's a tie between the pitch blues, which is the dark, the black, yep. black. Those ones, those ones are fire. Yeah, and I, I would say that between eighteen and I want to say nineteen, that uh, throwback white. Yeah, when when the natty in, right? That one was probably those so, two. So clean, so clean, bro. Oh, so clean. And of course, I do have to ask you uh, about. It was my senior year, the COVID shortened season. I mean, dude, when you hit that three pointer to beat Kansas when they were ranked number one at Wells Fargo, I was there with like all my friends. Like we all stayed on campus afterward, like because that game was like right into winter break and a lot of people had gone home like yeah we're staying for this because and that was the greatest live build over game i've ever been to by far and it just it was brutal the way that season ended but you guys had a serious team that season man yeah no that that season out of all my seasons probably hurt the most the way it ended because i think that we went through so much that year so many ups and downs and then at the end, we were clicking at the right time. Like, we were so battle-tested. We had just – I think we just beat Seton Hall on their senior night. The Georgetown game was our last game. I think we beat one more team before that. I can't re- really remember. But we were, like, in one- or two-point games, every game, just pulling it out and winning at the end. And I felt like going into the tournament, I felt like we were the team to reckon with because we just – we had an answer for everything. There was – everyone, we had Sadiq. Jeremiah, obviously Colin, Justin, you know, everybody was ready to go and everybody was ready to do whatever it took to win. And, man, I was – I'm going to hurt. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys were 24-7 were and seven going into the Big East tournament. I remember driving up to New York when I got the call. I was like, all right, it's canceled because of COVID for the for the Big East. And I was like, oh, man, you guys are going to win this and then go on yeah. the final four. We were all talking about it, man. And, yeah, I – I, I can't imagine uh, how much uh, that that must hurt, but you guys certainly made up for lost time a couple years later. So, man, awesome stuff. Main, any other uh, sports you like, and like, what's your favorite teams? Ooh, man, that's that's a hard question because I watch basketball so much. Like, I, I watch gotta like something <laughs> else. I like junior. <laughs> I got a Patriots fan. You grew up in Mass. You got to be Patriots. Big Brady fan. <laughs> nah, Patriots fan. Brady just, I mean, I got to be a Brady fan. <laughs> but, yeah, nah, anything that's going on in Boston, yeah. I'm a Red Sox fan, Bruins fan, you name it. But wow, it's uh, it's hard to say that I I, <laughs> I watch other sports when I really, I really, yeah. really don't. Like, I really just watch basketball, like, religiously. Yeah, man, I feel that. You've been watching Team USA at all? Yeah, for sure. Dude, scary so one. Cool. So scary, cool, man. <laughs> I was a little disappointed when I woke up this morning. They was up by like 40. And it was like <laughs> 5 in the morning. Yeah. But wait till pool play start. Yeah, that's when, that's when the real that's when the real games begin. Yeah, it's going to heat up, man. It really is. Uh, but hey, Jermaine, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to join us, man. That was a lot of fun and Let's hope we can do it again soon. But obviously, we know you're going to be busy with basketball season coming up. And best of luck to you, my friend. Thank you, man. Appreciate y'all for having me. For real. Yes, Yes, sir. sir. Have a good one, Mano. Appreciate you coming on. Y'all too, man. Thank you. Jermaine Samuels, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. Hey, Ray, that was a ton of fun. Am I right? It definitely was. It was good to have him on there. Um, It was good for my interviewing debut. (laughs) Yeah, everything was good. We had we had a good time. He said some good things, especially some some things I think that Twitter, not Twitter, but Villanova Nova Nation will will appreciate. So I I think it was good. What about you? No, yeah, that was that was an absolute blast. Uh, Mano and I have been uh, friends since we went to school together. I was a sophomore, and he was living in Good Counsel as a freshman, and uh, that's where I lived, and I got to meet him there and you know we've uh we've been friendly ever since he's actually one of my roommates i live with now and him we're, we're very close as well so uh you know shout out to uh to mayno it was a just an absolute pleasure to have him on and i'm looking forward to, to how he does with the rockets and just uh his his talk about we went all the way from his recruiting his recruitment to villanova 
from the G League to now he is a Houston Rocket with Cam Whitmore. We talked about some of the highlights from his playing days at Nova. I and mean, we we hit it all. And yeah. and you know what sticks out to me the most, A Ray, is that Houston game in, in 2022. We got into it a little bit, and I know you wanted to to talk some more about that game as well because it was a coaching clinic. It was. And it, it it was a real elite game. For people who really appreciate basketball, that game versus Houston gave you everything you needed. You know, there was a big coaching battle going on. Both game plans was on full display. You could tell Villanova was trying to slow the game down, and you seen Houston wanted to get in the open court, and Villanova was just not letting them. But they both was battling back and forth with each other, not being able to play the game that they really wanted to play. I'm talking about Houston, but they still, still gave it their all, but just couldn't get past Villanova because we executed our game plan a little bit more. That was one of the that was one of the best games I've seen in 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 a long time to be honest. Yeah, and and only 94 total points were scored between the two squads. So just a, a complete rock fight between Houston and Villanova, Kelvin Sampson, those guys were were definitely well prepared. They were the 5 seed and I still felt like everyone was picking uh Houston they was. I think they were. I think they might have was. been favored in that game. I it was. I think they were favored by a few points, which I, th- I thought was outrageous. Uh, they had just beaten. They beat Arizona, which is what everyone thought Arizona was going to come out of that region. Obviously, we did. But mm-hmm. that was a, a really a fun game until Justin got hurt, which we all know about. But uh, Jermaine talking about how he couldn't sleep. He was getting maybe max three hours of sleep every night. During that run, I mean, I, I get nervous about certain things, but I certainly couldn't imagine being that nervous before possibly your last ever college game. And you know this better than most, eh, Ray? Yeah, man, th- those nerves do run through you, especially during the tournament. So, I, I mean, I could see how he wasn't getting no sleep, just being excited and wanting to, wanting to get on the court and play. Yeah, so I know the excitement. My my last year, that that tournament run we had was was very exciting. I wouldn't say that I couldn't sleep. Mike Nardi was my roommate, so I had to sleep. <laughs> if I if I didn't sleep, it was, it would have been problems with Mike. So I made sure I was in bed at a at a at a decent time. So, <laughs> well, he would he would have beat the crap out of you. If you yeah, did. yeah, Mike Nardi. Yeah, Mike Mike. What? Listen. Where we used to have shoot arounds and we used to go to like our uh, team lunches or if we had team dinners and we came back upstairs. All right, let, let's just do pregame. But pregame lunch, after we we go to we work out, we go pregame lunch. By the time I come upstairs, all the all the shutters are closed, all the windows are closed, the lights are off, Mike is under the covers. I'm talking about if I turn the light on, he's gonna look at me funny. If I'm <laughs> if I'm making noise, he gonna look at me funny. I'm like I, I'm just like I got to be on my tippy toes the whole time. Like sorry, Mike, I, I'm just trying to take a shower so I can get in bed just like you. But Mike was like that. He used to sleep. He used to make sure he got his sleep, and it kind of forced me to go to sleep too, because I usually be up. But seeing Mike like that and him wanting to sleep all the time just made me made me want to <laughs> sleep too. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a that's a hell of a teammate right there, eh, right? And, but uh, didn't sleep no other time. <laughs> Seriously, exactly. like outside of basketball, he, he wasn't sleep up yeah. all night. That makes sense. You know, you got to flip the switch a little bit, right? And it's pretty cool, uh, A-Ray, to, to hear from Mano about how he is still in touch with a lot of his team, former teammates at Villanova. He's still talking with Bill Booth and Mikel Bridges a lot. And it just it just really shows that the tradition that you guys really started with with Kyle and Mike and Randy and everybody on the, the 04, 05, 06 teams, which were, you know, the first of Jay's really solid, successful squads and recruiting classes, how it really has carried on now into, you know, the present day. And it's it's unbelievable to hear the stories about them keeping in touch. And uh, it's just, it's so funny to me that he mentioned the, the 2019, 2020 team 
with guys like Sadiq and Jeremiah. I think people almost forget about Sadiq Bay and Jeremiah Robinson Earl because it was the COVID shortened year. And then the, like, I think they only played, I think they were, the level was 17 and six yeah. the entire season in 2020 to 2021 that year. So just it overlooked an amount of talent, I think, when Jermaine was talking about not just Colin and, and, and Slater and Daniels, but also Jeremiah. Robinson Earl, Sadiq Bay. So, hey, you forget about those teams, eh, Ray? But I certainly don't since I was there. But just uh, very fun and great to hear that he's keeping in touch with his former teammates. And all these guys are in the NBA now, it seems like. It's unbelievable. Yeah, um, it's, it's definitely a great thing that makes me happy as an alumni. Can't tell you how many other alumni I talked to from different schools that I used to play. And I'll ask them, hey, how's such and such doing? And it's like, oh, I don't talk to him. Or I haven't I haven't spoken to him in years, you know what I'm saying? But I can say that me personally, I've spoken to almost everyone in my class multiple times throughout the years since since we graduated, and I think that just goes back to show like Villanova the family. You know, it's it's so cliche. Every we say it over and over, but like you see it with Jermaine. He's still close with some of his teammates that he played with. I'm still close with my guys. Like, it, it, it's just that family atmosphere. It, it really is. I'm sorry for people that don't want to believe it, but that's what it is. Like, Villanova is a true family. And how great was it, too, A-Ray, uh, when Mano was talking about Coach Neptune when he was an assistant and Jermaine was still playing Nova, that he would push him to the brink, to the edge of just being like, I'm going to test you until you cannot be tested anymore. And it seemed like Mano it was able to answer the bell just about every time. But he said he was a little bit young and naive a few times, and then he maybe got a little ticks off at, at, at net uh, when he really was was looking out for him and trying to get the most out of him. And look at Mano now. He's he's in the NBA. He's, he's doing his thing. But I, I just found that awesome because not many people – really know that much about Coach Neptune, especially compared to what everyone knew about Jay Wright. Yeah, and that's also another big thing with Nova is like their player development. You know, that's one thing that they focus on with with the red shirts. Like, it's, it's not just, okay, we're going to red shirt you. Like, we're red shirting you because, like, we're about to put you through the fire. Like, you're going to learn a whole bunch and you're going to get so much better as a player and with Neptune being on Mano like that it's just it's the same thing pushing him to get the best out of him and like I said during the interview Coach Wright I used to talk to him and Coach Wright used to tell me that all the time like Mano just hasn't tapped into his full potential and he just like he doesn't know how good he can be and just for me to be able to see how he went off in March, like that's when I was like, this is what Coach Wright was talking about right here. Because he was super dominant. He was, he was a stud in March. Yeah, man, you you were crunching the numbers uh, in, of Jermaine's March 2022 performance. And you said it. He, he really just went to an, another level. He Something clicked for him and, and his teammates as well. And just he was able to take over games. We mentioned that Houston game where he played a massive part in them winning, but Ohio State and Michigan, two very solid programs uh, that we really were able to just survive those games, right? Like we did exactly what we wanted to do to knock them off balance a little bit and score enough points, play well enough defense to to make sure we survive in advance. And that's exactly what we did. So reminiscent on that tournament run was was great. I'm glad we got to do that. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to recruiting so to go all the way back the the fact that he was he was saying that they would show up and they saw him play a bad game and he played one of his worst games that he ever had only scored five points and then he got the offer from nova and then he had his surgery and he was like all like thrown off and still coach wright coach howard neptune everybody was showing him love and he really was like wow this feels like like you said family and that was there was something right that he felt in his mind and his heart, and it turned out to be exactly that. Yeah, one one thing a recruit can't say about Villanova is 
that they don't make you feel welcome. Like they don't make you feel like family. You know, they, they make you feel like we really want you. You know, we want you and we're going to show you that we want you. Like um, listening to what Jermaine was saying about his recruitment and, you know, how, how my recruitment goes. Um, Villanova is real big on recruitment. So um, I'm not a lot of people worry right now about recruiting, but I'm not. And I know that we'll we'll figure that out. And, and get to that point where we'll start bringing in some more of the top players. But just going back to what you said, the recruitment is the same from when I was playing to to now. You know, it's still they draw you in with that 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 family feeling, and 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 you know when you go there, and you could just tell by how the coaches is talking. It's different from other coaches and other schools. Like you could feel like it, this did this this business aspect about it you know like you could tell that these guys are serious so I, I think that that really attracted me and attracted Mano and, and all the other guys that that uh walked through those doors yeah no it was uh it was just unbelievable to hear hear some of those stories as well and you know we talk about recruitment all the time and everybody's worried about the fact that under the coach Neptune era we have really not gotten enough recruits to make us feel comfortable, I guess, if you want to say that, with just getting Jordan Dumont. But Jalil Bethea, a Archbishop Wood guy, which was the same high school as Colin Gillespie. So, you know, Colin's pitching in on the recruiting a little bit, but they had just visited Villanova over the weekend. And, you know, it all circles up that I hear from when it comes to Villanova basketball. I heard that it went really well. He's developed a great relationship with Coach Neptune and Coach Nardi. And, you know, I, I think it's it's crazy to think like, oh, my goodness, if we don't get this guy, it's the end of the world. Can't think like that. You'd be like, oh, wow, if we land this guy, who's also getting looks from Kansas, from from Maryland, from Miami, like legit other programs. I'm here in Duke and Carolina. We're interested in the kid as well. You got to be like, wow, that is a massive win. So you can't be like, okay. If we don't get him, it's devastating. We need to get this guy. No, if, if we do somehow get this guy, then it's just an unbelievable thing for the program, and we'll celebrate if the time comes. But you can't put all your eggs in one basket in that regard, and everyone just needs to pump the brakes a little bit when it comes to that. But, hey, I think it's great. Jermaine was saying he got to practice with everybody at the Davis Center, including the four incoming transfers, Bamba, Hart, Burton, Ware, and he said those guys look phenomenal. They were flying around the gym, having fun, and really gelling together as a group that you like to talk about all the time. Yeah, man. And that was just good to hear him say that. I've been getting a lot of good reports from people in Villanova, and they're really excited about the team, which makes me excited. I hope everyone else is excited as well because it's going to be a really good year. Uh, and I can't not say it enough. You know, we will gel. Like, I really believe that we will gel. And we have the experience to do it. We got the chip on our shoulder that we need because we did have a great season last year. I just feel like we got all the ingredients and we just got to put it in the pot and get it stirred. Oh, yes. Well like said. That, right? You like yes, that? Sir. <laughs> Well, hey, you said that. You said you talk about the pot, get it stirring. Mano was talking about it's a, you know the pieces of the puzzle there. All we gotta do is just put them together. So I mean, listen, we got two former Wildcats telling you right here how it is. And if you're talking about, oh, I'm worried about the team, the chemistry isn't gonna develop in time. Listen, listen to Rain and Threes. We're trying to tell you what's up. Exactly, we here. <laughs> Me and OC, we breaking it down for you. What Mano in here? He broke it down for you guys too. Oh man, right? I mean, he Mano said exactly what I was hoping he was going to say. We had no preliminary discussions. We didn't talk about oh, you got to say this for the fans. No, that was straight from the heart. He exactly, he knew exactly what he wanted to say, and he said it very eloquently. And I really hope people actually take those words to heart because, hey Ray, how many times are we going to tell? As a they they still gonna keep asking. They still gonna worry. Yeah. But 
you could go to episode 11 and, you know, feel a little better mm-hmm. when you hear us talk about it and when you hear Mano say that we have the experience, we got guys that know how to play, and he and he said they bought in. So you didn't hear me say that because I haven't seen them practice yet and haven't been up close, but Mano has, and he said that they bought in. That's a big term in Villanova. That's a big phrase. Yep. Like he bought in. They bought in. These guys buy in. So that's that's another good thing to to, oh, yeah. to remember. Right. That's right, man. You got to buy stock in this mm-hmm. team because everyone's bought in. And I was saying that I've heard that from Coach Wright, from different people that have talked to him in person. But like you said, bought in hearing that from Mano himself right on the Rain and Threes podcast. It's a beautiful thing, my friend. And uh, what a pleasure it was having him on. That was a, it was an absolute blast. We're going to have more guests coming up in the near future, eh, Ray? We got some more things cooking up behind the scenes, and I'm really looking forward to that as well. Um, definitely. You know, just got to gotta keep pushing, keep keep grinding, and just keep keep trying to build. Yes, sir. Because we, we get in there. Because it, it, basketball season is right around the corner. It, it's unbelievable to – the the summer time is coming to an end. We got Labor Day weekend coming up here, and all of a sudden it's going to be hoops mania time in October, and then we're going to be playing some behind the behind closed doors scrimmage against another team, and it'll be November sixth against American at the Finneran Pavilion in no time. Hey, Ray, it's going down. I will be <laughs> tuned in whether I'm there or I'm at home, but I will be tuned in. Absolutely, I'm I'm looking forward to that one and. I'm also looking forward to, to watching a few former Wildcats play at, to represent Team USA. I'm repping the red, white, and blue right now. I got see you. I got everything. It's uh, Labor Day weekend. Team USA is playing Brunson, Hart, Bridges. It's going to be a ton of fun. They went 3-0 in the group stage, beating up on New Zealand, Greece, and Jordan. I mean, hey, right, they won by an average of 35 points, right? I mean, this was domination. This is what we expect especially for that first round. You want to see Team USA move like this because you know if we did it, them questions going to come from everybody. <laughs> oh, my right. God, what's wrong with the team and everything <laughs> like that? Oh, these guys aren't that good because yeah. they didn't win by 25 or 30 points, but they doing what they're supposed to do. But it's going to get a lot harder. Trust me. I played in Europe for a while. Those those teams are good, and there's some good players. They're gonna they're gonna meet up meet up against, and I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, no, it's gonna be phenomenal. Mikel Bridges got asked about the synergy between Hart Brunson and himself, and he said, "You don't just lose it playing with JB all those years and Josh as well. It's just second nature. All those practices, all those games we had at Nova, it just feels so natural." I thought that, a right? Come on, yeah, and and like you know, like. Josh knows Jalen. Like, he knows his habits. Mikel knows Josh's habits. Like, they know each other's habits. So, if, like, things can happen in the game and, like, they don't even have to communicate with each other, but they just know each other so, so much. Like, they can solve problems on the court. You know, like, it's, 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 it's crazy. And and I get what he's saying. Get, get what he's saying about that, that, that chemistry. Like, it doesn't go away. Like I can get on the court right now and run freaking a fast break play with Kurt and Randy and and Jason, and I could run it in a game against another team five on five, and we'll still be locked in with each other. So yeah, I I know exactly what he's saying. Yeah, no, it's innate between those guys. The uh, the Wildcat way is running through their veins when they're putting on the red, white, and blue. So it's it's an amazing thing to win level too. Oh yeah, it's 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 insane. Coupled with you know Anthony Edwards, Bobby Portis, these guys are putting on a clinic. It's fun to watch, and more of that upcoming this weekend. And just real quick, another note I saw on Josh Hart, uh, he's seventh in the entire FIBA World Cup in rebounds. He averaging is averaging nine a game. Each player ahead of Hart when it comes to rebounds per game is an average of seven and a half inches taller and is also playing 47% more minutes. I mean, this guy's the best rebounding guard that you could possibly ask for. Best rebounding guard in the league by far. 
Like no questions, no hands down. He's he's definitely the best and always has been one of the best rebounding guards. His motor is unbelievable. Like I, I've never seen a a guard that just like does all the dirty work like he does. Like he he literally does. He's like PJ Tucker two point Like I'm not. I don't even want to say he's like. I don't even want to compare him to PJ Tucker. I don't like comparing people because like they're two different players. But if you look at like the intangibles that they bring to the game, defense and being tough. Like Josh, Josh does more. You know, he just he does more. So that's why I just said PJ Tucker two point But yeah. I'm not saying he played like PJ Tucker. All right. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. I hear you. Josh does all the little things. Uh, he's scrappy. He's fun to watch. But he, he certainly has the legitimate skill and willpower to back it up as well. So. Uh, Team USA, Hart, Brunson, Br- Brunson, Bridges, these guys are are absolutely crushing it. And I think we'll continue to do so uh, this weekend where they face Montenegro and Lithuania. So two teams really I haven't seen just yet. And their second round group includes Greece, who's uh, they obviously faced over the week this past weekend as well. They handed them a 30-point loss. So, look, I, I really think that, that Team USA is going to continue to win and be led by Captain America, Jalen Brunson. Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to it. Like you said, um, are they are they playing? And are they still in the Philippines, or are they moving yeah. to a different location? Yeah, they're still in uh, Manila, uh, and they're going to be playing Friday, September first, four forty a.m. A Ray, bright and early, on a Friday. Yeah, like and you then... want me to wake up at four forty a.m. <laughs> And then Sunday, September 3rd, a little bit later, uh, a little morning matinee special at 8.40 a.m. on Sunday the 3rd. So that'll be against Lithuania. I think they they go out and win two more games, in all honesty with you. Get that record up to 5-0, and and then all of a sudden, it's, it's go time. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, hey, an absolute pleasure to be here with you again, A-Ray. I mean, just couldn't have asked for a better showing from Jermaine. Mano really hooked us up tonight, giving us some some fun answers and had a lot of really great topics of discussion that we hit on. So I'm looking forward to, to hearing the reaction from our listeners and hoping we can kind of continue to get more and more viewers, listeners, love and support because what we have right now from the Villanova Big East basketball community is phenomenal. But let's let's keep going, A-Ray. This is just the beginning for us, my friend. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, like you said, OC, let's uh, keep it going. Got some other guests coming on the show. And, uh, oh, yeah. Like you said previously on a piggyback on it, um, the season's getting ready to start. And that's when all the madness happens, like you guys know. <laughs> and I want to thank Elon for getting paid with the ads on Twitter. Finally. Somebody really appreciates my tweets and wants to pay me for them. So I appreciate that. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. So thank you to Jermaine Samuels, our guy behind the glass, Nick McGow, Nick at night doing his thing. And uh, hey, with my guy, A. Ray, I am your host, Mike O'Connell. This has been the 11th episode of Rain and Threes. Tune in next time, folks. Rain and Threes, we out.